G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we're talking some breaking news and also discussing some buy low players. Let's go! talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. Here's the Back out to Allen. History quarter. Curry for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Mitch Casey and you can find me on Twitter at NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. And I'm joined with my co-host Callum Mack, the guru himself. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. And um, to all listeners out there, I will give them a nice Christmas, Merry Christmas to all um, as it's that time of the year now. Yeah, it's the jolly season, the holiday season coming up to it. Uh, we're, we're all pushing towards the end of the working year. Uh, so I know I'm looking forward to a bit of time off, lots of time to watch lots of basketball, uh, which is which is always very nice over here in Australia where we, you know, work gets in the way of our NBA watching experience, uh, unfortunately. So uh, looking forward to a bit of that. You doing anything on your, your holiday break, Cal? Uh, I, I plan to be watching a lot more basketball, um, as you touched on. But but outside of that, um, just a bit of surfing, hit the waves in Brisbane. We have some uh, mighty fine surf, so I'm going to put some more hours in and uh, get a bit better is my plan. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll have to do a little bit of the same. And uh, also heading camping a, a bit as well, heading to a local island here in Australia called Fraser Island. So... Uh, if any uh, local listeners are uh, hitting up Fraser Island, let me know and uh, I might see you there. But anyway, we'll, we'll stop talking about the surf and uh, and the, the holidays coming up. Let's get stuck into some breaking news, Cal, because there's a few things that have happened today that are probably worth discussing on the podcast today. Uh, the first thing we're going to discuss is uh, a sham bomb, not not a Woj bomb, but a Shams bomb today. He's taken over. He's uh, competing for that crown there, but the Indiana Pacers are reportedly uh, potentially moving towards a rebuild. Uh, they're obviously the third lowest team in the East. It's a tough, deep Eastern Conference now. So they look like they're going to break it up, look like they're trading, uh, looking to trade Karis LeVert, uh, either DeMontis Sabonis or Miles Turner or both. Um, what What is your reaction initially to this news in terms of from a basketball point of view and then anything that you think in terms of fantasy that we have to take away or, or anything we can do with it fantasy-wise, uh, in your opinion? Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit interesting because we're only, you know, 8th of December uh, um, here in Brizzy. So pr- pretty early, that, like, I guess they're calling the bells to potentially tear it up a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's a win now or if a, more of a long-term solution. Depends who they trade. But they, they say that apparently they were looking at more of a um, Karis Levert potential out the door yeah. um, or either of... Turner and Sabonis. So there are some options there. I think generally everyone kind of wants a Miles Turner. So he's probably more in the trade block just because he's a big, they can hit threes and can defend the rim. Um, so yeah. bonus is a bit trickier to build around. So for that reason, I'd probably put my money on Turner leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in which instance, I'd probably say both the bigs from a fantasy point of view will get a boost. Obviously it depends on which team they go to, but regardless, I think if you're a Sabonis or a Turner owner um, and there is that trade that's probably a benefit and in, in both their angles and then we look at Karis Levert the usage just hasn't quite been there he pretty much is kind of like 
I mean, look at his stats. He's putting about 15 points, three rebounds, three assists for the season, ranked 164th, uh, which, which is pretty lousy. I had him on my team last season, and when he was at Brooklyn playing that strong sixth-man role, he was killing it. He was kind of like a top yeah. 80 value kind of guy, really reliable in points, um, and just kind of gave you bits and pieces of everything, rebounds, assists, and, and, and whatnot. So for him to move, it's probably a net positive as well just because – his days in Brooklyn were a lot better than it is now, so I'd like to think he could step it back up. Once again, depends on the team. Yeah, it, it is hard, obviously, without knowing the destination of these uh, players going somewhere. You'd have to think that they'd all be a starter wherever they go because they're all sort of that level. So I don't expect anyone to move into a bench role, although if it was to be someone, it, it would be Karras, in my opinion. I also am worried about his injury history as well. Like, I'm not as high as on him as, as I think maybe yourself or, or maybe maybe you've cooled off since last year. I know you were very keen on his role in Brooklyn in that six-man role but yeah he's just he's, he's got a lot of niggling injuries and things like that going on and he's never been the most efficient player either he's kind of like you said he thrives having the ball in his hands so maybe he does move to a six-man role somewhere but um, I don't think there's any necessarily anything you can do action-wise with some of these guys I, I don't think it's reason to panic on any of them or, or trade or or go seek out a trade for any of them I think you've just got to kind of sit and wait a little bit the only action I think you should make is making sure that Chris Duarte is not floating around on your waiver wire if you are in a uh, standard league because I think that I think that uh, the the tweet basically said that they're looking to build around Chris Duarte, which I thought was funny, seeing how he's like 40 years old. Uh, but anyway, I think that's, I mean, that's all they've got. They've got him and they've got Isaiah Jackson, uh, who we'll touch on in a little bit as well. So I think if Chris Duarte is around your waiver wire, it makes sense to pick him up because right now he's a usable player. He, he was trending down a little bit, but he's he's had a few good games in the last couple of weeks. So he is someone that you could have in, on your roster anyway in the current situation. But if there was to be a trade down the line, his value would get a, a fairly substantial boost because, uh, like I said off the top, I think it's a more of a rebuilding direction. Um, I think that the, we've kind of I've kind of wanted this Indiana team to make that kind of move for a long time. Now they've kind of been just sitting around at like eight, nine, ten sort of spot in the East for a long time. And just like Orlando last year, I think it's finally time to pull the pin, start again, uh, go get some draft picks and, and see if you can rebuild this franchise from the ground up because you're not getting anyone in free agency when you're in Indiana, unfortunately, for the Pacers fans out there. That's just not going to happen. Uh, talk to me about some of the big guys, specifically um, Goga Badatse and Isaiah Jackson. Do you think that those... We, we did mention Isaiah Jackson in our, our Stashes podcast. He wasn't someone we focused on too much, but we did shout him out a little bit in that podcast. Uh, I think that there is a scenario that we see him uh, blowing up a little bit in the uh, post-trade period uh, portion of the season, but obviously not someone you can add just yet. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on those two big guys? Um, yeah, I definitely keep them on my watch list um, because... One of them probably will get given um, a pretty good big role. And it is probably de- depends on what the trade is. Patate is more the center. Yeah. Um, Jackson can kind of play the four and the five. Do a bit of a small ball. Yeah. I guess he is 6'10", but he kind of, he's pretty mobile kind of guy um, yep. on the defensive end can be pretty, pretty re- useful. So I look, I like, I like the watch list play um, because it does look like they could go for a bit of a rebuild. And when that happens, there's always the sleepers, like kind of like similar to the Houston Rockets last season. Um, when you picked up some of them, um, you, you, you definitely had some screamers. I've got always it was that um, the guy for Detroit now, 
who who was an absolute fantasy beast last oh, season. Yeah, well, it was uh, Kelly Olynyk, wasn't it? Yeah, Kelly Olynyk. Is that who you were uh, referring Kelly, to? Yeah. He, he, he won a lot of fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kelly Olynyk. He won a lot of fantasy leagues just for that reason. He was like a top 10 guy in, yeah. in the playoffs. There uh, is always um, time of the year. those players on a, on those tanking teams that just go absolutely crazy towards the end of the season come fantasy playoff time. So they are worth keeping eye. And I think Isaiah Jackson, he's currently leading the G League in blocks at the moment. Uh, I think he's always also up there in, in rebounds, field goal percentage, and, and is a very efficient player as well. Um, so he is someone who can swing a category like blocks if he gets the minutes. Um, so someone who, and if definitely, if you're in a dynasty league, make sure he's not floating around on any waiver wires. Uh, I have got him on my dynasty league. I had him already before this news came out. Um, and also I think Goga Badatse, I'm not as excited about him because I think he's kind of been around in the league a while now. And I, I think he's kind of like had his chance to make more noise. I don't think it's going to happen, but on the off chance that it does say like a uh, Mo Bamba situation in Orlando, you know, we kind of weren't really too happy with what was going on with Mo Bamba, but he's turned it around with the opportunity. Goga could be like that similar kind of level of player in terms of uh, decent threes, uh, lots of blocks, field goal percentage, decent rebounds as well. So um, on the off chance that he gets thrust into a bigger role, say they trade both Sabonis and Turner, Probably less likely, but on the off chance that does happen, especially in a dynasty league, I would I would go and swoop him up if he is available. Um, but in, in a standard leagues, again, probably just more of a watch list guy. And I think Isaiah Jackson's probably more the player that they want to give the minutes to. Yep, I'd agree with that. Yeah, cool. The other big news from today is, uh, unfortunately, the injury to CJ McCollum, who... Um, has basically a collapsed lung. Um, there is a more medical uh, terminology for this injury that uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically we don't really know how long he's out for. It doesn't sound too great. Uh, collapsed lung doesn't sound like the nicest of injuries, but he is going to be out. I think Damian Lillard is still out currently. Let me just double-check that with his abdominal injury. Yes, he's obviously still out. So uh, straight off the top here, just got to make sure that Anthony Simons is rostered in your league because he is a must-roster player right now, especially if you need points and threes. He is someone who's going to be getting up a lot of shots. Uh, but your reaction to this news, Callum, and I know you've got a few maybe uh, tinfoil hats uh, conspiracy theories on what might happen as a result. or, or yeah, Let us know your thoughts anyway. Um, I, I think, look, honestly, CJ and Dane at this point, because of this injury blow, I think both of them are in the trade block. And if you're an owner yeah. of both, I, I would expect that to happen. I'd be more concerned maybe about the CJ thing. Um, it hurts already just having him off um, yeah. the team for it could be an extended period. Um, and, and now whatever team he goes to, right now he's obviously the number two banana offensively. Um, he could go down to number three role. Um, you don't really know until the trade happens. So I would be a bit worried about him. Dame Lillard is Dame Lillard. He will do his thing. He's a first round pick. I'm not as concerned, but he still could be in the trade block. Um, I guess some owners shouldn't be too concerned, but it, once again, it kind of depends who he moves to. Maybe he turns into the 1B to a, someone else's 1A. You, you don't really know. Uh, but look, I I think that uh, this is definitely pushing them both in the direction for a trade. So, um, so, so you similar think, to Indiana, you think that, maybe uh, you see these guys blow it up. Yeah, so you think they will, or do you think that they should, or, or both? I think they will. I think one of these guys is traded. They're, they're um, currently sitting 10th in the Western Conference at the moment with an 11-14 and 14 record. Um, so they're not doing too great anyway. Um, so maybe this, I think it's more like writing on the wall in terms of with CJ gone now for an extended period yeah. and with Dame not really performing to his, his normal level, I, I could see them racking up more losses 
Hence, they're going to be headed in the direction of yeah. a disappointing season. And when it gets close to that trade, um, you know, deadline, it's someone's in the trade block. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can definitely see that scenario playing out. Um, it's tough to sort of recover from these kind of starts, especially when you're still um, you know, you're overcome with injuries and things like that. There seems to be a lot of tension in the front office as well. And the coaching staff, Chauncey Billups, hasn't been the most successful start to his his uh, career over there. So, uh, yeah, it's and, and tw- um, Damian Lillard's uh, mouthing off on Twitter. Well, not mouthing off, but but sort of throwing little disses at some of the media out on Twitter at the moment. So it's all it's all a bit chaotic in in uh, Portland at the moment. So not the, not the best scenario for winning basketball. So I, I do agree with you there. Uh, I don't know if Damian Lillard is going to be traded. I feel like the the team. Oh, will and should do everything they can to keep him and make sure he's happy and build around him, get good value back for CJ. Uh, I I agree. I think I feel like they should have traded CJ a season or two ago because um, you know his value was still really high. I never really thought that that combination of the two small guards could really work in winning a, ch- a championship. Um, so I, I, I do agree that they should trade CJ. It's going to be harder now with his injury. Hopefully he's not out too long. Um, and hopefully when he does come back, he can go back to being regular CJ and his trade value is not too hurt. Um, maybe this forces a Simmons-CJ trade. I don't know. Uh, that would be interesting. I don't know if that would... Um, I guess it probably would hurt CJ's value. I don't really see many locations where CJ's value is any better. So there's probably a bit of downside with him if he comes back and is traded. So... I don't know, but bottom line with this injury news, let's make sure that Anthony Simons is uh, rostered in every single league because uh, he's going to be getting a lot of touches. Anyone else you think benefits big from this news? Um, if you haven't picked him up already, uh, I think Dennis Smith Jr. should be picked up regardless. So I'm pretty much for more assists. Um, yeah. He gets the odd steals here and there. Yeah, but good defensive Do stats. expect his field goal to be pretty bad. Um, he's been picked up in our league, and our league is a 10-team. So... He should be picked up until Dame Lillard returns. Uh, I'm not too sure when his return date is set. Yeah. Uh, but f- for now, he's obviously worth worth owning. Um, outside of him and, and Simmons, uh, sorry, Anthony Simons, who you touched on. Yeah. Probably um, just in terms of fantasy buffer, um, I would expect Norm Powell to do pretty well. So yeah. if you're out there, um, maybe thinking to buy him low now, and he could be pretty good for the next month or so while CJ's out, that could be worth um, going after. I just expect his assists are a little bit down, but his points could definitely come up. Yeah, I mean Norman Powell, you can you can reference the hundredth ranking of the season. He's not doing that great, but yeah, he he did have a good game last game, putting in twenty nine points. Uh, so it might might be difficult, but worth a shot. Uh, I think yeah, he should definitely be rostered in every league as well. In case he is not, he is rostered in eighty five percent of leagues. So we would expect him to be on someone's roster somewhere. Uh, let's get into some buy low targets. So uh, I'll. Throw it over to you, Callum. Who who is your first uh, buy low target for today uh, to help the viewers out with their trades? Uh, my first buy low guy is Julius Randle. Um, the the owners out there probably have been a little bit let down with him so far. The points and field goal hasn't quite been there. Um, it was kind of similar to I guess what he was putting up in the in, the, in that playoff series mm. um, where he he wasn't as efficient. So. There is a bit of a risk there. Maybe the league has caught on to him and, and it's a step back. But, I mean, this guy was second um, All-NBA last season. He, he was yeah. killing it from a stats point of view. D- he was deservedly you know, so. around that 20 mark um, in a punt blocks build. He is perfect. Um, so if you have a punt block guy out there um, or a punt field goal for that for that reason as well, you, you definitely, you know, a combination of the two, 
Um, you could go after Julius Randle if you have some faith that he can step it up. I think he will bring it back a bit. I think he's to start off a bit cool. I think he can not get the quite the same level as last season, but he definitely will be a bit better than what he's put up so far. Um, preseason rank was 31. Current rank is 69. I would expect him to get inside the top 50. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh, look, we can point to a few things that we think that can improve. Um, the field goal percentage, I don't know if it's going to improve, to be honest, because he was always that kind of level guy. But the, the shot attempts, we, we expect to go up. The points are also, I expect to go up. He's going to average. Uh, last year, uh, I'm trying to remember, was he was he like a 25-point-per-game scorer? Off the top of my head, let me let me bring up his stats. So, so, well, yeah, last, last season, 24 points, yeah. 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Yeah, so um, and, and like about one steal a game as well. And so now he's averaging 20, uh, 10, and 5. So it's really, and it's also the free throw percentage as well that I'm looking at as well. So the free throw percentage down at 75%, uh, below 6 percentage lower than he, what he did last year. It is a bit more in line in what he did in all the years prior to that. So there's a little bit concerning. Maybe it was a one off year, uh, that that free throw percentage was super high, but it was on such high volume that. You know, it's enough to make me think that he just improved. So I do expect that that free throw percentage should climb up higher, more towards 80%. Maybe it doesn't reach as high as 81 like it was last year, but maybe it gets up to 78, 79% uh, on the season. So that can boost his value. And and yeah, just like the field goals attempted, uh, I would expect to go back up. He's currently averaging two less attempts per game uh, this year and, and two percentage points lower as well. So uh, the free throw rate is down, but that's sort of down across the league as well. So uh, I wouldn't worry too much of that in terms of his value. But everything else is pretty much in line with where we'd expect him to be. Um, so as soon as that those attempts come back, which I don't... There's no one on this team that's come along. Like Kemba Walker came onto the team. He's not even freaking playing. So it's still uh, Julius Randle's team. He's still the centerpiece around this this organization. So I still expect him to get the bulk of the shots. It is affected uh, his, his last couple of weeks ranking by a couple of games where he... He only scored double, uh, single digit scoring, so nine points and eight points uh, against the Suns and Atlanta. So I think that's dragging his ranking down in the last two weeks as well. Um, but I think, yeah, I agree. He's definitely a top 50 player, potentially still a top 40 player. And especially if you're going with that punt field goal, punt blocks kind of build, he is someone who's super valuable to get those out of position assists, out of position threes as well. So uh, someone who definitely still has a lot of value in those teams specifically. Um, all right, let's move on to the next buy low guy, and it is a first round player, uh, Bradley Beal. Now, I guess this is going to tie into another um, no- another news story that we had today as well. Uh, maybe a little bit slightly smaller story, but the uh, Canada border or the the Canada teams or anyone traveling into Canada to versus Toronto, I should say, uh, needs to be vaccinated. Um, we all know that Bradley Beal is not vaccinated. However, he's already played his games in Toronto, so it won't affect him at all. Uh, so no need to panic there. But there are people out there who maybe are unaware of this and might be panicking about him. And also for the fact he is the 77th ranked player on the season. Preseason, he was ranked 11. Um, look, he might not be that first round player, but he's not going to be this bad. Uh, I can guarantee that. Let me let me throw one of these, actually. Guaranteed! Uh, weirdly enough, his field goal attempts have dropped three and a half attempts per game, as well as his field goal percentage dropping basically five percentage points from last season. Uh, we kind of expected maybe the field goal percentage might dip a little bit with no Russell Westbrook to take the heat, but 
very surprised that his attempts have dropped over three and a half attempts per game. The the attempts at the free throw line are down as well. Obviously, that is the same across the league, but I would expect that to still climb back up. We predicted the assists to come back up. They have close to six a game, but really that's it. It's the it's the field goal attempts are down. He's averaging basically uh, in the last couple of weeks less than a three a game as well. So those threes attempted and the three-point percentage is well down. Um, and, and as a result, his points are also down. So I would expect that to continue to get better. Uh, Washington has got us to a hot start. I'm expecting them to slow down a little bit more and maybe turn to old reliable, just give it to Bradley Beal a little bit more and let him do his thing when they start to uh, their offense starts to struggle a bit more. So I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we're going to see we're going to see closer to 2021 Bradley Beal compared to uh, this year's so far Bradley Beal. So I think he's a pretty pretty textbook buy low category uh, kind of player. Would Would you agree with me there, Cal? Um, I, look, I agree, but to an extent. Yeah. Um, I think. There's such a difference right now from his last season. The past two seasons, he put up over 30 points a game, yeah. which is huge. And and in both those two seasons, um, he almost attempted the exact same amount of um, – he had 22.9 and a, um, point nine field goal attempts and then 23 um, field goal attempts, which is huge. And, and that was with that Washington team. I believe it was um, Scotty Brooks as the coach. They played super, super quick pace, quick pace. Now they've got a different coach, so and, and that's probably yeah, why that's I think some of this is being affected. Because he's still putting up 19 and a half attempts a game, which for any, um, like, that's still a lot of attempts. Like, we, we yeah. realize that still is yeah. quite high. Um, but th- that being said, these things have to come up. He, he is starting a bit cool. The three point um, isn't quite there, shooting about 26%. He's better yeah. than that. When that falls, he gets more points. Um, the three throw percentage um, is, is good, but the attempts have definitely dropped from about eight per game to four and a half, which is almost half. I understand that is happening to a lot of players. Um, but that, that does that kind of hurt his value a fair bit yeah. as well. Um, the assists are actually up from four and a half last season to about six, which yeah. is which is pretty. We did expect that considering yep. Russell Westbrook is gone and Dinwiddie can play a bit more off ball. Um, we we did shout that out before the season. That's why we were a bit more high on him. But we didn't really see the coaching change. I think the coaching change is affecting his shot attempts, and that will affect his value just just slightly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look. Uh, the coaching, yeah, that's a good point. I guess we didn't take that into account, and and um, I it is probably a big reason as to why maybe they're sharing the ball around a bit more. And and look, you know, to be fair to him, it has resulted in more wins early on in this season. Um, I'm just skeptical of whether or not that that will continue because of everything he's done and the the seasons leading up to this. I think that look, like I said at the top, I don't think he's going to be that you know 11th ranked player. He's probably not going to be that first rounder, but he still probably will be like a you know, a, a second or an early third round player. And currently as a 77th ranked player over on Yahoo, if you can get him for someone around like the 50th spot, uh, that's, that's a, that's an awesome value. I think, I think I would pull that trigger uh, easily if I, if I were you, like if you could get him for like a Devin Booker, I know he's injury right now, injured right now. Uh, I, I would easily, I would do that because I think they're very similar players, but I think that Bradley Beal is just a better version of Devin Booker. And I'm not concerned too much about. Um, I'm not concerned too much about his uh, dip in points and dip in threes because I think those things will correct themselves to a certain extent. Maybe he's not at 30 points per game, but maybe he's closer to instead of 22 points, he's at 26 to 27. You know, and and that's that's still a hell of a lot better than what he is right now. Where do you sort of think his uh, points per game sort of finishes this season? 
Um, I'd say, yeah, it would be around the 26-ish, um, mid-20s, 25 to 28 would be the, the spectrum I'd, I'd give him. Yeah. So, um, obviously, dropping a little bit from last year, but but still better than it is right now. Yeah, but I think it's that, that overall value. I think, unfortunately, he was a late round first, um, but yep. I think now, for the rest of the season, he will be more a second rounder. Um, yeah, second to third, kind of I'd say. Yeah. yeah, it is It is. It is a bit... A shame, but you know he's still doing everything you kind of want him to. It's just the fact that the free throw volume is lower, the threes are lower, the percentages are lower, the scoring is lower. So all these things that you know we kind of rely on him for are just down a little bit. And if they they come back up, it'll increase his value a fair bit. Let's move on to you've got one more uh, buy low, and then I'll do my last buy low uh, for today's podcast. Who have you got? Um, DeAndre Ayton um, is who I want to do a bit of a shout out just because he's he's always been an interesting fantasy guy, hasn't he? He, he yeah. goes through some hot phases. Um, I mean, there's been he was the 28th in the preseason because he came out for hot playoffs. He was about the 20th ranked last season and, and was disappointing last season from a yeah. fantasy point of view. Um, you look at his ranking, like he's currently ranked at 70 um, for the entire season and his, his stats are okay. Um, it really is that free throw percentage, which has really dropped to about 61%. Yeah, uncharacteristic. Um, and exactly, it is uncharacteristic. You, you look at last season, he was shooting 77% before that 75. So I think based on that, um, if people are looking at his ranks and that look that, they will be hurting people because he is attempting about three a game. Um, that is a talking point for a buy low because as a big man, he does give you the stats. The field goes awesome. Yep. Um, he's great for a pun assist build. Um, and, and, and even the blocks as well, you, you'd hope the blocks come up, comes up um, 1.2 last season, one and a half the season before. Right now he's only at 0.7 yeah. blocks a game. So I think that also um, has an argument to also rise. So th- there's definitely some positives there. And the big man stats is his typical um, kind of output. Yeah, look, and, and everything else he's doing, he's doing uh, exceptionally well. He's, he's averaging 16 points, which is up from last year, 11 rebounds up from last year. Um, you know, obviously the assists and steals weren't there. They never really were. But like you said, it really is those two categories, the free throw percentage and the blocks. And that, that will swing his value a fair bit. I don't know if he's ever going to beat his ranking that he was preseason. I was never really in on him at that ranking anyway. But it is, it is, it was important early on to get those big rebounders and those like efficient from the free throw line bigs. And if that's what you wanted, if that's what someone drafted him for, I should say, they might be panicking as well because, like you said, he, he was typically a reliably good free throw percentage big man. So if that person's sort of frustrated with that, you might be able to get him at a cheaper price uh, for that reason. Because, yeah, I agree. I think he should turn it around. He's he's done that for his entire career. There's no reason for us to think that he's suddenly, you know, 15 percentage points uh, worse from the free throw line on the same attempts. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident that will turn itself around at some point. Um, and, and probably fairly soon. He's still going to get, he's still getting the same, playing the same minutes as last year. So everything else should be pretty similar and then sort of, Getting back to that top fifty sort of mark, maybe maybe close to top forty five uh, would be how I'm valuing him uh, moving forward. Uh, would you agree with that kind of like range, that ranking? Um, yeah, I, I kind of have him. If you boost those up, let's say he gets above a block and um, the free throws up, you know, around the seventy five, like it has been. I kind of always thought he's like a forty, yeah, um, kind of ranked player around there. 
Yeah, yeah, between 40 and 50, I would say, would be where I'd have him. Um, not quite as high as where he was getting drafted, but still someone who's valuable on, on, on a roster, and especially probably even more valuable on a uh, on a roto roster compared to head-to-head because he, he is that efficient big man who doesn't, doesn't hurt you anywhere and, and can get you those big boards, which can be hard to find. Uh, let's move on to the last buy low, and my last buy low is another big guy, uh, the Time Lord, Robert Williams. Um, so the Time Lord is someone who, obviously, a lot of hype going into this season. His preseason rank was 45. His current rank is uh, 53 on the season. So he's on the season, he's actually doing uh, pretty well. But it's just the last couple of weeks that he's he's dipped off. He's had a few injury niggles here and there. So so people might be getting frustrated uh, with with his injury history. Uh, he's obviously someone who doesn't score a lot of points. So when you look at his stat lines, obviously some of the stats don't jump out at you. So people might be sleeping on his value, but he's still doing everything we expected him to do. You know, the high rebounds, the the the, the really high blocks, the low turnovers, the exceptionally high field goal percentage, um, and, and even he's getting close to a steal per game. So all the things that we thought he was going to do, he is doing, and doing it in 28 minutes a night. Uh, I think he is someone who you can buy low on just based on him not having those those popcorn kind of numbers that people gravitate towards. Uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, the time lord? Um, I, I've got some I've got some great stats to shout out. So we got yeah, um, hit me. I, I'm sure that you're aware that Big Mitchy Robinson beat um, the the record for highest field goal at 74 yes. percent in the 1920 season. Um, you look at your boy, the time lord. He, he, he's on track to beat it. He's at 74.7. So slightly above, um, which is pretty crazy. So it's from a physical point nuts. of view, huge. Right now, he is on a historic um, yeah. rate. And and I, I watched the um, the highlights of of the Lakers um, game today. And oh my god, that was three of these dunks they did. Dunks on Anthony Davis. Absurd. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So look, I can I can see the hype around him. Um, from I mean, look, you, you saw it a while ago. Um, I wasn't quite there because of the unreliability. We weren't sure um, of his minutes kind of, going into the season. Yeah, we weren't sure on how yeah. he's going to work in with Al Horford. But obviously, he's been starting next to him all season. So that's kind of been quashed a little bit. Um, that exactly. was the main concern. Um, in terms of like a punt points build, he's awesome. I think his rank is probably buffed up just because of the low turnovers. Yeah. Um, that is to be expected, I guess. Uh, but the blocks are awesome. He gets about a steal a game as well. So he actually fits a lot of builds. You can... Punt free throw, I guess you don't need him. Um, you can punt steals, you can punt assists, um, punt points. There's a lot of things there. This, the field goal is such a, a – that's probably why he is where he is. It's just a huge boost Massive, in field goal. Yeah. So even though it's five and a half tenths a game, when you're shooting it at historic rates, it, it does help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter Like even if it's like that low attempts. Like the, the fact that he basically nearly never misses is, uh, yeah, is, is something that can definitely help your fantasy team. He's the 98th ranked player in the last two weeks. Um, that's due to his rebounds being down at four rebounds a game. He's averaging 21 minutes a game in that time. Obviously, it's only a four-game sample size. Uh, the steals and assists are also down, and I expect those to come up. He's a decent passer as well, but I think Al Horford being there has dropped his assists down compared to where we would expect them to be, uh, given his like per thirty six numbers last year. Uh, per thirty six last year, he was going to be averaging like three assists per game. Uh, obviously, that's not happening. So I would expect that to basically stay where it is at the moment. But those blocks, because again, blocks are such a variable category. You, he could go on a stretch where he basically averages seven blocks, or not 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 average seven blocks, but get you seven blocks over like two games or something like that. It's such a swing category, and and it can. It has its highs and lows and dips and throughout the season. So uh, he is someone who definitely can help you win certain categories if you need them. And because his 
averaging nine points per game, people not might not be valuing him uh, the way he should be valued. So uh, definitely go out and see if you can buy low on the Time Lord if you need field goals and rebounds and blocks. All right, well, that'll, that'll do it for us tonight. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. Any questions about any trades that you guys have? If you haven't already, please go over and take uh, two minutes out of your day. We would really, really appreciate it. If you want to support the show, please make sure you go over to the iTunes version of our podcast. Give it a five-star rating. Uh, let us know anything you like about the podcast, any any sort of things that you like about myself or Callum, what you hate about Callum, what you hate about me, whatever. Just put the five-star rating in there. If it's funny, we'll read it out on the podcast. Uh, we're trying to get as many... Um, ratings as possible so we can grow the show do more cool stuff with you guys but uh, until next time subscribe like and we'll see you next week bye